Swamp Meadow Community Theater Podcast, Episode 2, April 14th, 2014. Hello, welcome to the Swamp Meadow Community Theater Podcast, episode number two. I want to thank everyone who listened to our first show and sent feedback or liked it on Facebook. Keep those cards and letters coming. This week, we continue our focus on the upcoming production of The Three Musketeers. The version of the play that we're using was adapted by Swamp Meadow's own Heather Christie. She adapted the book into the play herself with the intention of directing it, and then got accepted into a graduate program in Scotland. Kind of hard to direct a play from Scotland. I spoke with Heather over Skype from Scotland she was in Scotland, I was here, to talk about what it was like to adapt such a monumental work into a play for Swamp Meadow. You adapted the book into a play when you were in Asia? Yes, I was in Indonesia doing a Fulbright, but my research hadn't gotten started yet because of paperwork and visa issues and and things. So I, I was sort of in this limbo phase where I couldn't do anything really um, in terms of my Fulbright research, and because that was the conditions of my visa, I couldn't really do much outside of my Fulbright research. So I had a copy of The Three Musketeers with me and decided it would be cool to adapt it into a script. So I adapted it into a script. What was that process like? Had, had you ever done anything like that before? Was that your first attempt? I had actually attempted to adapt a book to a script before when Swamp Meadow did The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It was before, they, before we had even decided who was directing the show. I was going to put in a bid for directing, and I, I, I wanted to get to know the story better so I ended up actually writing my own script. And I was in high school, so I didn't quite understand the whole... I mean, like, I knew that royalties and things, and you probably couldn't do this and such, but but I thought, oh, well, it's probably out of copyright and things. But The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is not out of copyright, so, so you can't just write a script and use it, which I found out only after having adapted the entire thing. So So I have adapted a script before, but it's never been performed on stage, whereas this is the first time where I've adapted a script from a book and it's been performed. But The Three Musketeers is also a much larger book, so it's much harder to adapt to a script than than Narnia is. This is a huge book. How do you condense a book that big down into a play that's not going to take seven hours? That is a really good question. And the end result is that you end up having to answer a lot of really tough questions about the story and and trying to figure out what story it is that you want to tell. Do you want to tell the entire story of the book? Do you want to stop halfway? You know, so The Three Musketeers itself covers, there, there's sort of two halves to it. There's the first half where D'Artagnan comes to Paris, he befriends the, the Three Musketeers, Athos, Porthos, Aramis, and they end up having adventures relating to the affairs of the Queen of France and helping her get out of a tight spot, basically. And there's a whole lot of stuff that happens in there, and you could easily do a full-length play out of that story alone. But that's only the first half of The Three Musketeers as a book. The second half goes into this conflict between the musketeers and the cardinal between d'artagnan and milady who is basically the main villain of of the book um and and it gets into far more complicated themes and far more complicated stories they go off to war so so there's a lot that happens in that second half that you wouldn't get 
if you limited it to just the the queen story, which is what a lot of adaptations do. They'll say, well, there's too much here to really do it justice, so we're going to cut it off at the queen story. But what that does is eliminate such a huge part of Three Musketeers. So what I ended up doing was saying, well, I want to tell the whole story, but there's no way. I mean, the book is, I don't know, 600-some pages, depending on the version that you have. So you basically look at each chapter, each scene, and say, okay, how important is this to the telling of the story? If I'm going to focus on Milady as the main villain, then, you know, things, Milady and Athos's relationship are going to come out a lot more. They have to, because that's that's the story. So unfortunately, things like Aramis and and his relationship to all these women at court, or Porthos and and his mistresses and and his fascination with with money and fancy things and and all of that Aramis and Porthos unfortunately get cut a little bit from this version of the three musketeers simply because there's not enough time and their stories don't connect with Milady as much so so that's kind of sad but it kind of gets into some of those those issues that you have to wrestle with of do I include this do I not include this and and if I include something how do we portray that on screen? You know, how how long does it take to convey this scene? Can I take a line to say this, or do I need an entire scene? Do I need, you know, is this something that people can convey by speaking, or is it something that we have to do with with shadow movements or or something like that? So it's 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 a very difficult question putting a book into a play. <laughs> In when you do the adaptation, I, I would guess you would have to also alter the language somewhat. You know, a speech becomes a line, or a line becomes a slightly shorter line, or something along those lines. Did you find that difficult to do? Did you have to get your head wrapped around the way they tend to speak so that you could faithfully create a new line for somebody to replace something larger and still have it sound like it came out of Dumas's? Uh, the vision of the characters? Yeah. What I had to do originally was was just try to aja- adapt the script as best I could, but I went back revision after revision after revision, and we're still, up until a few weeks ago, we were still adding lines or changing lines or saying, well, it's not quite clear here what's going on, or this doesn't quite work, so let's let's change the wording so that it makes more sense. So part of it is not just getting a handle on how they would speak, which is which is a very different way than than we speak today, but also being able to have them speak the way that they would, but convey what they're trying to convey to our audience. We need our audience to understand what they're saying. So so it's almost like translating between them in relationship. Um, but I think after when when you're adapting this script, you start getting a feel for the lines and, and for how they speak and everything. So so after a while, you do get a sense of how these characters are talking and, and the lines that they would say. But the other thing is that the vast majority of these lines are coming right from the, the text. I'm not altering them at all. Or if I'm altering them, I'm cutting out the line in between two, you know, so maybe the line is three sentences and I've cut out the middle one, so now it's only two sentences. Or taken two sentences and first half of one, second half of another, and joined them together. But a lot of it is cutting and pasting from Dumas' original dialogue. Um, And the majority of it is the original dialogue. In fact, all of the stuff that you will find funny in this play is not mine. It's it's Dumas. And and I think that that was sort of the purpose was to be as true to his work as I could be. 
And now for some news. The Three Musketeers is coming soon. Performances are May 2nd, 3rd, 9th, and 10th at 7 p.m. and May 4th and 11th at 2 p.m. at the Captain Isaac Payne Auditorium, 160 Foster Center Road, Foster, Rhode Island. Prices are $12 for adult, $7 for student or senior, $40 for family. Call the box office at 888-493-7110 or reserve online at www.swampmeadow.org. Auditions for the fall show, Our Town, directed by Tim Hillman, are being held at Woody Loudon Recreational Center on Howard Hill Road in Foster on Saturday, April 26, from 11 to 5. Callbacks and auditions by appointment are at Woody Loudon on Sunday, April 27th from 11 to 3. No monologues are required. Google Thornton Wilder and Our Town to get familiar with the play. Auditions will consist of cold readings from selected scenes from the script. Finally, the next board meeting will be April 26th at 10 a.m. at the Eddy Building in Foster. <laughs> How much blocking did you put into it when you were writing it versus figuring that that would get figured out during rehearsals? And if so, how how difficult was it to figure out the blocking that you used? That's another really interesting question because originally I was adapting the play with the intention of directing it. And having been accepted to a program over here, I was no longer able to direct it. But the original script had a certain amount of blocking in it, but a lot of it I didn't include because I was assuming I would direct it and therefore didn't necessarily need to include it. It was, it was only things that I really had a, had a spark of idea for or needed to remember or something. So, so if you look at, say, the, the blocking for the opening, it says scene one lights up on a small town in tumult. Now, I know where the town is, and I know where this confrontation is happening in my mind, but it's not actually written in the script where that is. And once I realized that I was no longer going to be able to direct it, I put in certain things, particularly if you're really complicated scenes or where certain sets were going to be or where I had envisioned certain sets to be, but but I actually intentionally didn't put in more blocking, you know, all the stuff that's in my head, I didn't want people to feel like I was imposing my vision onto whoever was going to step into the directing role. And I wanted that director to be able to do what what they saw in the script rather than feeling like they had to follow my vision. So, so in the script, there actually is more of a moderate stage direction or, or, or sort of minimal stage direction. There, there are things like light cues and curtain cues, and there are bits where it it describes where certain sets are, but it doesn't, you know, there may be entrances and exits, but there's not really stuff within the scene that says so-and-so moves to this point on stage. The other thing is that when I adapt scripts, I mean, I've only done it twice, but when I've done it, I do it with Swamp Meadows theater in mind, because that's the theater that I've, that I've been a part of for, for forever. And so it's a lot easier for me to see the show. Part of adapting The Three Musketeers, it's not that I just adapted it into a script. I adapted it into a script for use at Swamp Meadow because I knew the extent of our stage and I knew how we could maneuver our stage into different areas and and where the entrances and exits were so that I could manipulate those within the script. So the script itself would probably be different if performed in a different venue, simply because they would have different things available to them. I understand you were you've, you've been part of the production, at least to a certain degree, that you were at least involved with auditions. How did that 
magic happen? Skype is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And so auditions, I was part of the process of, of figuring out what pieces we were going to use at auditions. And then we were going to try to see if we could Skype in for auditions. The first hour, it wasn't working because Foster has has issues with signal and internet and phones and things. So, you know, just the nature of Foster. So we couldn't get a secure connection for a while. But then about an hour into auditions, into the first night of auditions, I was able to get in touch with someone on the audition panel and um, and I was Skyping with them. It wasn't that great quality. It was It was choppy and going in and out and it disconnected every like, five minutes or so and I couldn't see the auditions but I could at least hear them so so and that was kind of odd you know doing it blind just going off of what I could hear there was a a point about halfway through where we took a break and they tried getting it on somebody else's phone who happened to have a different provider which had better service in that area so we were able to get Skype and video and sound and that worked really well particularly the second night of auditions when when we'd finally we'd figured out the system everything was working somebody had um one of one of the girls who auditioned uh i think it was olivia took out a piece of wire she makes jewelry and she just had wire with her so she took out a piece of wire and bent it into this stand so that we could put the phone on this little metal stand so that i could actually see people auditioning and it was actually really cool and that allowed me to be able, because it was on speakerphone, I could actually talk to the people auditioning and say, I'm wondering if we could get you doing this scene and we could take groups of people and, and I could describe the scene to them, which, which was really, really cool. I don't think that's ever been done in Swamp Meadow history. I'm not sure. Somebody will have to check on that. But it was, it was actually a really, really cool audition experience, for me at least. I don't know how it was for the people auditioning, but I think it worked really well. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Well, that's it for our second show. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any comments or want to contribute content, contact me at andy at andyaffleck.com. 